0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Reed Wilkins. Wilkins. On, on Oilers,
1: Oilers Radio. Radio, 6.30 Chad. Oilers lose 5-2 to the Jets. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. At one through 60
2: in the last two nights. We haven't come close to outworking a
1: team. And structurally, we
2: are uh, we're about as loose as we can be. We're missing assignments. Our responsibility level, and you, it starts with your star players. Your stars have to be superstars every night on both sides of the puck. And one line really did a good job of it. Not, they were white and uh, one line on our team wore orange and we didn't quite get it done with the star players.
3: From a defensive standpoint, Todd, is it just uh, missing assignments and, and loose play? Is it, is it effort level, commitment? What, what, what is... Well, I,
2: I think I just answered that. Like it's, it's a combination of everything. One, feeling too comfortable. Two, getting outworked. And three, knowing what you're supposed to do. I had a player in between periods. And I showed him about four different clips and I asked him, what do you do in this situation? He told me, but yet while he was doing it on the video, it was the exact opposite. So that's hard to explain right now. But that's our mental mindset right now that we better overcome real quick. And I'm glad that we get four good work days coming up.
3: You um, you shuffle the lines around a little bit looking for some offense.
2: Um... Actually, maybe looking for defense.
3: So, well, and you mentioned the fact that you need your, you know, your top couple of lines. Or, I mean, everybody to play better defense. But is that, is that more what you're seeing out of the, you know, your your top offensive guys? Is your concern on the other side, as opposed to not generating enough? Uh,
2: you know, I think we generated plenty tonight again. Just like in Vancouver, we generated a number of chances didn't go in for us. So as it's not going in, um, you know, perhaps in the first 10 minutes of the game tonight. We begin to cheat. We begin to loop. We want to build speed when we should be checking. Um, it all opens up, and the other team that's disciplined and and plays a, a well-structured game, they take advantage of it. We've seen it for two nights in a row.
1: Cam was castigating himself after the game, saying he should have made more
2: saves, but maybe one I didn't think was a, maybe the greatest, but, I, but he made a whole pile of saves, too. Yeah, I think 30-some in the last two periods, right? Yeah. Is your defense men right now good enough? Um, My belief is that the six or seven that we have here are good enough. They're not playing well enough. Todd, one of those uh, Matt Benning feels he's struggling a little bit. What are you seeing that he's not doing through three games that he was doing last? Um, There's hesitation in his game right now. There's uh, a lot of mishandles with the puck. The puck's rolling around on him. Seems to get caught up between a stick and his feet. Um, you know, so he's, uh, he's an honest kid. He's going to keep trying to improve. And uh, he's one of 23 that we have right now that have to improve. The outworking part, is that uh, are you guys working working as hard as you were last year and other teams are working harder because they're aware of you or are you guys not working as hard as you were? Well, I, I don't think we remembered how hard it was to win and I, I I've experienced this in the past where you have to understand how hard it is, how hard it was to check. Our guys don't get that yet. They can't remember what it felt like in, in San Jose and in Anaheim. Um, you know, when you're winning 2-1 and you don't have to cheat to win the game, you can be patient enough. Our guys, aren't. we don't have that yet. Are you missing Sekiro more than you thought you would, considering you're to play other guys
1: maybe higher up on your defense?
2: Well, it was a concern of ours all the way through. Uh, from the beginning of the year on, and, and um, you know, perhaps we have. If you asked me after the Calgary game, I would say not a chance. You ask me now, six periods later, I say possibly.
4: Is this natural time what's going
5: on to some degree for a team learning how to be good year in, year out?
2: Is this a natural problem? Um, it doesn't have to be. It can become an excuse, let me tell you that. You know, and we're already talking about it. I'm talking about it like it's an excuse. You know what? You know what your jobs are. Do them, and then if you're losing and it's not, uh, if it's not going well, we can chalk it up to that. But right now, I think we got to have a little, uh, a little adjustment. Thanks.
1: All right, that's courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Live postgame comments from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan as the Oilers fall to 1-2 and on the season. They lose tonight 5-2 to the Winnipeg Jets for the second time in two games that Rogers plays this season. A player gets a natural hat trick. It was McDavid on Wednesday tonight. It is the Jets' Nikolai Ehlers who was brilliant, especially over the final 25 minutes, lifting the Jets to victory. They led 2-0 after one. Oilers tied it with two goals 40 seconds apart in the second period from Seidel and Nugent Hopkins. Ehlers, two goals late in the second, and then he scores late in the third. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. It's 10.06. By the way, earlier today, the Eskimos beat Montreal 42-24. You can reach us, 780-496-0063. We'll get to the phone lines in a minute here. Some of the notes I was jotting down From McClellan, we played as loose as we can be. The star players didn't get it done on their side, but they did on the Jets' side. Uh, Great line there. Did you shuffle lines looking for more offense? And Todd said more like looking for more defense. And he says about the players, uh, you know what your jobs are, time to do them.
6: Well, it's what we were talking about right after the game. I thought with the puck on the Oilers' sticks, they they, they were fine. They created a number of chances, especially early in the hockey game, they probably a little unlucky not to have the lead after one, and they had a number of good scoring chances as the game went on. It was when they didn't have the puck where you saw the problems. And Todd McClellan alluded to the fact that sometimes when the puck doesn't go in for you, and it didn't in the first 20, you start cheating. You start circling instead of stopping and starting. You start uh, anticipating the puck's going to get past somebody and you leave the zone early. You try to make cute passes instead of making the simple hard pass and putting it into an area. And all of those things cost the others tonight. And the Winnipeg Jets, uh, they may not be the best defensive team in the league, but they got some stars up front. And if you give them a shortened ice to play on, they'll take advantage, and they did that tonight.
1: Shots Closing 43 39 in favor of Winnipeg, which is interesting considering it was 2011. The official score sheet now has the Oilers at 20 for the first period. So 32 17, Winnipeg out shooting Edmonton over the final two periods. So full marks for the win. Another thing, and McClellan didn't comment on this, but he went into the game today, this morning, saying, We got to stay out of the penalty box. We can't be shorthanded seven times. Well, they were still shorthanded four. And only had two power play opportunities themselves. The Jets get the late power play goal to really uh, to really put it away. So, you know, another little detail of the Oilers game that wasn't taken care of tonight.
6: It wasn't. Although, I don't know if... I know four
1: is not an extravagant number, no. but they were short more than they were on the power play.
6: Well, usually that's not as much a discipline thing as it is you're losing puck battles, you're chasing and when you're chasing you're more apt to put your stick in an area where you're not supposed to as we saw at the very end when you have a Yamamoto got his penalty that was created by the Oilers turning the puck over in the neutral zone now all of a sudden the back check, they're behind, you put your stick up to slow a guy down, you get a penalty had the Oilers got the puck in deep then they wouldn't have had that to worry about so uh, there's some ugliness On the Oilers' side of center ice right now, um, these are things you don't want to creep into your game. And and Tom McClellan talked about it. The fact that sometimes you forget how hard it is to win in this league. And you have some success and you feel, oh, this is good, I enjoy it. And you don't put the the same type of uh, determination and effort into play without the puck. And because of that, you find yourself one and two in a season that you thought you were going to have a pretty good start to because of the way the the season schedules started out for you this was a a very favorable start for the Edmonton Oilers and they haven't taken advantage of it
1: 5-2 the jets win it that means booster juice will donate $50 to the juvenile diabetes research foundation they give $25 for every oilers goal throughout the season Booster Juice an Oasis, of freshness in a fast-paced world. You can track the total for the season on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. All right, 780-496-0063. We'll kick it off with Justin tonight. Hey, Justin, thanks for calling. Hey, Justin, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I just have a couple of questions. I was just wondering, what do you think of Carter's play the last
3: couple of games? Do you think maybe a little under the weather? I mean, not taking those rushes through the neutral zone. I don't know. Maybe you think the team's a little under the weather the last couple of games?
6: Well, I don't know if they're under I mean, I can't – I'm not down in the dressing room to know that. I thought, again, McDavid made some some great plays offensively, and, and they had some good opportunities. I think where Tom McClellan is upset right now is the way that they were in their own zone, and that goes right from the number one line. They weren't good enough. They were minus two tonight. They weren't good enough in their own zone. Uh, missed assignments. There was the one three-on-two goal. The one-Eller's goal Where both McDavid and Drysdale. They almost turn the puck over the offensive zone and go one way. Instead, they don't get it, and now it's a three-on-two, and that's just... I don't know if it's cheating, or it's, but it's, it's putting yourself in bad defensive positioning, hoping that the play goes the opposite way. Uh, these are things that when the Oilers are playing well, when their top players are playing well, you don't see, and and these are things that are easily easy to correct and will be corrected this week in practice.
3: Yeah, for sure. And what about the defense? Do you think we should be worried now? I mean, Secker's out. I mean, do you think we should be worried going down the line until Secker gets back?
6: Well, at the beginning of the season, I said that I didn't believe the Oilers would have as many points in the regular season as they had last year because I thought that Sekiro is such an important part of that. And being out of the lineup that long, you're asking you know, your, your 5, 6, 7 defensemen to play elevated minutes. He is, hes a good—he's a good hockey player, and he—he he plays big, important minutes for the Edmonton Oilers. There's a lot of guys just trying to find that role and trying to help out in that role, and uh, thus far, it hasn't gone as as planned. Um, but I—I I, I still don't think after three games you start pushing the panic button and say, "All right, we got to find someone to come in and fill in." I think you just keep riding it, try to correct the mistakes, and hope that the players. Uh, improve in the minutes that they're they're gaining right now.
1: Well, yeah, I think the defensive lapses are team wide, and McClellan yep. a- alluded to that. I mean, there were odd man rushes for Winnipeg tonight, where the defenseman can't control that. No. There wasn't a, there wasn't an oiler forward back checking. There was a turnover at the offensive blue line. I mean, we saw the Oilers throw three or four passes today that just went to nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean. Uh, I, the one I can really remember, Slepyshev passed to a winger that didn't exist. You know, there was a couple passes back to the point. The 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 D-man had already left that that position, and then that allows the Jets to get things going the other way. They they will miss Sekera. There's no doubt about that. Um, if if Shirelli at some point adds another defenseman, he's unlikely going to be of Sekera's quality anyway. Mm-hmm. If he decides to do that. Now, I'm not saying that some defensemen didn't struggle tonight, but I I do think the breakdowns are all five guys on the ice in most cases. I, I don't think... Here's the thing. McDavid scores that spectacular goal against the Calgary Flames. Even for a player like him, Rob, he will be able to score goals like that, but they're going to be few and far between. Between a lot of his offensive chances are off-checking, off-forward checking, off forechecking, checking off keeping pucks alive with with his stick and with his quickness, and even the assist he got tonight, he went in there and delivered a textbook body check to free up the puck. You know, that's not him breaking away for 150 feet or, or walking through three guys. That's him going in there and... F- Executing a very fundamental part of the game, and then and then using his seal to get up dry sled But in terms of how he actually got the puck, he de- 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 delivered a body check. So I mean, it's that type of stuff they got to commit
7: to.
6: Well, and they I mean they did in a large part. I mean they had 39 shots on net. They created a number of opportunities. They scored the two goals. They had a couple more that went off posts. Uh, There's a couple that they missed golden opportunities. Stroh missed a couple great opportunities. Uh, Benning had a a wonderful play from McDavid in the slot, and actually the defenseman looked like he made a a glove save on it. I don't think offense is going to be a problem, but the the way that this Oiler team had success last year and the way they had success in their season opener is by being a good, sound, defensive team. And when they're a good, sound defensive team, they have enough guys that can break open hockey games. You know, the success the Oilers had last year and, and where they finished in the with over 100 points in the standings, and you think about all this players on their team that had off years, like the Eberleys, the Nugent Hopkins, the Pouliots, the Lucic five 5-on-5, five, yet they were still able to have success because they were such a good defensive team. And what we're seeing right here in the first, or well, the first game was good, the last two games is they've gotten away from what made them successful and you're not going to win it in the National Hockey League at the pace they had last year when you give up the chances that they gave up tonight and that's what Todd McClellan's talking about
1: Yep, no doubt about it, Nikolai Ehlers your first star of the game, he gets a natural hat trick for the Jets, Connor Hellebuck after two shaky outings by Jets goaltenders he's the second star this evening, Darnell Nurse is selected as the third star Rob and I will give out the fourth star for Missioner Allen Auctioneering check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates we always pick an oiler uh, win or lose. Well, a couple of really bad games. We've declined to pick anybody. I'll give it to uh, Nugent Hopkins tonight. He scored a really nice goal.
6: I, I thought he played well. Uh, the only thing, he was not very good in the face-off circle tonight oh my, at 25%. Yeah. But, no, I, I did like his game. And uh, he, I think, at the beginning of the season thus far, has got a little more jump than we've seen in the last year, he wanted to have a big year, and I think he's he's got the second goal already on the season. So I agree with you. I thought Nugent Hopkins had a good game.
1: Well, and and look, it, a losing effort, obviously, but we should talk about that goal because it was a nice goal, and they're going to need scoring from Nugent Hopkins if they are going to going to wind up being a really successful team. And McClellan has said this about some of the non-McDavid offensive players, whether it's drysler or Nugent Hopkins, that. He still wants them to go out there and be assertive and don't feel like, well, Connor's the leading scorer, so I guess I don't have to score as much. And what I liked about Nugent Hopkins is that he saw the opening and he didn't hesitate. He went for it, and, and then he made a great play to control the puck. Not enough tonight, but that play itself was very
6: good. It was a great play by him. It was a nice play by Danielle Nurse, who there was a turnover in the defensive zone and jumped right away, just got up, got on his horse and started flying up the ice. And Nugent Hopkins, a lot of times when a, when a guy doesn't get a pass, he slows down. But Nugent Hopkins didn't. He just kept going. He said, eventually, you're going to have to give me the puck. Darnell Nurse put it in the right spot. And then Nugent Hopkins used his speed and then his strength to fend off two guys to put it upstairs for a goal. So that was a big goal at the time. Unfortunately, the Oilers uh, couldn't really muster a whole lot after that.
1: 5-2. The Oilers fall to the Jets. You can get us at 780-496-0063. Here's Tony standing by. Hey, Tony. How you guys doing tonight? Yeah, good. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy.
4: You too. Um, so, I have a couple comments. Um, I was listening, like, for the first period I was listening to on the radio and stuff like that, but I was hearing a lot about how most of the Oilers' goals that have been against us have been by basically stupid plays in the defensive end. Example, the one um, the one where Clefbaum should have taken the passing zone away and should have just wiped it out of the zone is one. And I can't remember the rest of them because... As I said, there's been a lot of goals where it's just us either doing sloppy plays or sloppy passing. I think we're trying to get too fancy with the puck now.
1: Yeah, I think that that's one of the problems for sure. And, and we and we saw that uh, tonight Tony I, I assume you watched the rest of the game I mean there, oh, heck yeah. there were, there, I mean, there were times the Jets I mean they had they had a four on two they, they had times where a guy could have had a tapping goal and the puck bounced over a stick Talbot had to stop breakaways and a lot of those and and Rob this this goes back to a theme that we often see from from struggling teams or a team that loses on any given night instead of making you know, smart plays through the neutral zone, you're trying a 50-foot pass through two guys or from your blue line all the way across to the other blue line, and then those get intercepted, and that allows the other team to come back in a wave.
6: Well, you, you get away from what made you successful, and when things go awry, you start trying to force things, and when you force things, you just play into the other team's hands, yep. and that's what the Winnipeg Jets, they just sat back and waited for the Oilers to make the mistakes, uh, and, and the Oilers made a lot of them. And we saw it was almost like a a shinny hockey game on a a pond for a while. There's teams just kept trading. There comes a three on two, then a two on one, then a three on two, then a breakaway. And you're not going to always find, you're rarely going to find success if that's the way you play, especially when you're a team like the others who are built around sound defense. And tonight, a lot of soft passes. And the one thing that, you and I don't want to pick on him, but Yamamoto, A lot of the things that you can get away from in junior are these little saucer soft passes, just putting it in an area. I bet you there's about four or five of those that got knocked down today. If he was to go back and play in junior tomorrow, those plays would work. But in the National Hockey League, the guys are so big and so strong. The eye-hand coordination is so good that those plays don't work. And that's something you learn, and all players go through it. Every, Every star player that came to the National Hockey League went through a learning curve where you found out what... Can and cannot work at this level, but it wasn't just Yamamoto today. It was a number of players that were turning the puck over, trying to make pretty plays when the smart play and the right play is the simple play.
1: Jets take down the Oilers, five-two. It's their first win of the year. Both these teams are now one and two. We got more time for your calls. We'll have post-game reaction from both locker rooms. We got to take a quick timeout right now. Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center.
0: Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 Chair.
5: In this period, it's turned
1: over by Benning and it's a breakaway. Streaking in, wrist shot. Ehlers looking for the natural hat trick denied by Cam Talbot. Mark that one down, partner. Huge stop. Well, Ehlers would get the natural hat trick later, but not there on our save of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Cam Talbot takes the loss tonight. He makes 38 saves on 43 shots. Connor Hellebuck, the winning goaltender, 37 saves on 39 shots. 5-2. The Jets take this one. The Oilers won all three from the Jets last season, but Winnipeg taking the first one this year. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for joining us. 10:24 Canadian Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Double header today on Ched. The Eskimos won earlier, snapping a six-game losing streak, 42-24 in Montreal. All right, back to the phone lines. We have Jared standing by. Jared, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Good to hear from you.
3: Hi, Reed and Rob. I just got a comment about what Rob said about the the team being built around the defense. And it's funny that as soon as the defensive fundamentals break down, all of a sudden the offense isn't producing as well and you're giving up more goals and all of a sudden it's 5-2. But you look at the Oilers' D, as I find whenever they're not playing well, they just hang so far back and there's such a big gap in the neutral zone. They exit the offensive zone early and in their own zone, they're far back from the puck carrier in the corner, and then their angle is off. And the one thing about what Tom McConnell said about Matt Benning and the times I've seen him play is that he has a problem on the one-on-one plays that he overcommits. So when there's a forward coming to the outside of him, instead of staying square and taking the man out on the boards with maybe crossovers, he completely turns his feet and what happens is the Ford is able to cut to the inside, and he's not a big enough defenseman where he can get a piece at him. And the question for Rob is, you have a guy like Jesse Poliarvi who they sent to the minors, and they keep a guy like Matt Benning in the NHL. And how do you think uh, Todd McClellan or Peter Shirley decides that, okay, Jesse Pogliarvi has to work on this part of the game. It only can be done in the minors versus the NHL versus the Matt Benning, who I actually think has a lot of like core problems to his game, especially the defensive part. And I think that maybe playing 30 or 40 games could help him if he played 30, 40 games in the minors.
6: Well, the reason is the Oilers are deeper up front than they are in the back end. So yeah. Pugliarvi, there's guys that are up here that are better than him, and that's why he's not here and he's down in the minors. Matt Benning, there's nobody that's better than Matt Benning that could be up here. And that's why. And Matt, Benning, Matt Benning had a very good year last year. He has had a slow start to the season this year. In two of the three games, he has not played uh, up to his standards. But he was uh, very good for the majority of last year. Uh, the reason that he's up here is there's nobody that's in the minors that is uh, close to him. The Oilers' sixth and seventh defensemen aren't as good as him. And that's why where he is where he is right now. Is he struggling? Yeah, he's not playing up to the the, the ability that he has. Having said that, uh, I do believe he will get better, and I think that Pugliarvi is going to improve in the minors, and we're going to see him, I don't know if it's going to be soon, but we will see him, my guess, probably before Christmas too. Okay, thanks, Rob.
1: Okay, see you, Jarrett. Thanks a lot for calling. I, I think he summed it up there. He goes, when you at the very beginning, when he said, when you don't play good defense, it's amazing how the offense tends to disappear because <laughs> you don't have the puck.
6: There you you go. Well, it's true. And then you start uh, panicking. You start uh, cheating. and, And all of a sudden, the offense doesn't come back, and the defense just gets even worse. And I think that's the thing that... Tom McLone's going to really stress this weekend or this week during the four days of practice. We've got to be much better in our own zone. If we do that, we get out of the zones clean, and we can start creating more offense. All right,
1: back down to the Oilers' dressing room for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Here's Milan Lucic.
8: Obviously, a, a good first period. I mean. Uh, We had our opportunities, especially on that first power play and a lot of opportunities in the first period. But then after that, I think the shots were 23 to 17. And, uh, again, uh, giving up breakaways and odd man man rushes. And when you do that, uh, you're going to end up on the losing side uh, more nights than than not. So a good couple days here until Saturday to regroup and, and and. and go over what we need to do better uh, because definitely the last two games, uh, with the chances that we've been given up, it's uh, definitely uh, unacceptable from, uh, from, uh, from a team standpoint.
1: That's good for me. Yep.
8: Read that small, no, cheat.
1: Right. Brendan Ulrich working in the Oilers dressing room as they fall 5-2 to the Winnipeg Jets. Our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Certainly McClellan changing the lines for the third period. Yamamoto got some time with uh, McDavid. Dreisaitl was centering Slepashev and it to begin with. And, and, I mean, basically he McClellan said he was kind of more looking for defense. (laughs) He was looking for both in the third period, obviously, but it does not come through. The Oilers lose 5-2. They're 1-2 on the season. More phone calls coming up. You're also going to hear from Nikolai Ehlers, who's the star for the Jets in this one with a natural hat trick. We're above, high above, the ice surface at Rogers Place. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Canadian Brewhouse, overtime open line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcasting. This
3: program is
9: brought to you by the Furnace Family, Edmonton's furnace replacement experts. Call 780-4FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com.
0: GCL Diesel has been serving oil country since 1972. From diesel cars to SUVs to pickups. From farm tractors to school buses to a big rig. From diesel generators to forklifts, GCL can test, troubleshoot, and repair all diesel fuel system components. Whether it's injectors, pumps, turbos, filters, or additive, GCL has the parts you need to keep your diesel running the way it should. For genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices, visit GCL Diesel in the West End or online at GCLDiesel.com. GCL Diesel. Diesel under. Do it. Dollary Children's Hospital Foundation Mighty Millions Lottery. It's your chance to win a $2.3 million playhouse with over 6,000 ginormous square feet. Feast in a king-sized kitchen. Game on in your own gymnasium or escape to the master suite. Plus, we'll fill your piggy bank with $100,000 cash. Best of all, proceeds support Dollary Kids. Be mighty. Order now at MightyMillionsLottery.com. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins
1: on Oilers Radio, 630 Channel. Well, thanks for tuning in tonight. Disappointing outing for the Edmonton Oilers at Rogers Place. They lose 5-2 to the Winnipeg Jets. Also on the Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard, the Calgary Flames finally win in Anaheim for the first time in the regular season since January 19th, 2004. They had gone 0-20-5. Since then, they win tonight 2-0 over the Ducks. Avalanche beat the Bruins uh, 4-zip. Blues over the Islanders 3-2 in a shootout. Devils knock off the Sabres 6-2. Lightning in overtime 4-3 over the Capitals. Maple Leafs in overtime 4-3 over the Blackhawks. Austin Matthews gets the winner there. This afternoon, the Eskimos won 42-24 in Montreal. They go up to 8-6 on the season. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 780-496-0063 is our phone number, and we have our old buddy Mike from Ottawa on the line. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling.
4: How's it going, guys? Doing well. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thanks, man. Uh, Wow. You know why I always say this, but living in Ottawa, you know, I got... My buddy's a Leafs fan, and Leafs were down three to one. I was like, they're going to lose. Awesome, because me and him had this kind of side bet going on that Oilers are going to be. I said Oilers are going to be better than the Leafs, and that McDavid's going to be better than Matthews. And so far, Matthews has more points, and Leafs has more wins. But they came back, won in overtime, and we're kind of start off the game. You know, you know, good first period, and then all of a sudden, boom, and it's just defense. And I guess what I wanted to ask you guys is, um, would you consider putting Russell on the right hand side and then move a nurse up? to the second line and putting Benning back. Do you think that if you did that, that would be a signal that maybe wouldn't be good at this point with Benning and how the season started? It's only three games, you know what I mean? So what the, do you guys think about that?
6: The problem with that is then you'd have Benning and Griba and two right, right-hand shots playing in your third pairing. Yeah, yeah. And you, so you'd have a young kid playing either on his offside or you'd have Griba who's, you know, a 6'7 D-man playing on his offside. Now, I don't know if either one has done it in the past, but that would be your problem. You'd have two lefties playing together. and You'd have two righties yeah. playing together. I
4: just thought Nurse had a good night. How do you reward him for that? Like, Do you guys think he, I thought he had a pretty good night, all considered, the way
6: yeah. the game went? Yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, he, he, he's playing. When he's controlled, he, he can be effective. And I thought, I mean, he made a wonderful play on the Nugent Hopkins uh, goal. And uh, he, he's going to continue to improve. I, I, I think he and Griba work well together. Um, I think he and Benning were even better together last year and that's the problem when you have a, an injury to a a, a very good player yeah. you have guys playing elevated minutes and it, it's a lot different when you're sheltered a little bit in a third pairing or if you're sheltered as a fourth line player as opposed to moving up in the lineup as a D-man or a forward you start playing against better players in different positions
4: well I, I agree and uh, it's too bad you know that uh, we wouldn't couldn't try it out with the two lefties and righties I guess it wouldn't be a good idea but uh I don't know, we're going to play Ottawa next game and uh, I'm going to be at my buddy's place having a few beers there and enjoying the game, so hopefully we come back and these four days of practice is going to be great and I'm glad that Yakupov got two goals with Colorado, albeit empty netters, but still, it's good to get him going. Have a good night, boys.
1: Yeah, right on, Mike. Thanks a lot for calling. Mike's going to be up late Saturday night, 8 o'clock start here at Rogers Place when the Senators come to town. The Oilers uh, have tomorrow off uh, and they resume practice on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I imagine Wednesday's practice will be a longer one and usually win or lose, the first practice back after a day off is usually a longer one, but I'm sure there'll be some teaching and reminding by the coaching staff.
6: And there will be a lot of uh, defensive zone battles. There'll be a lot of um, loud talking by the coach if things aren't going the way that they're supposed to. Uh, it's a good opportunity for right now for, for Tom McClellan to, to reset and have his players reset on what he needs out of them. Um This is not the style of game that they were playing and being successful at last year when they had success down the stretch and into the playoffs. They were sound defensively. They have not been anything but sound defensively right now. And there's going to be reminders through video. There's going to be reminders on the ice. And there may be wake-up calls with the way that lines are set up in the next Set of practices as well. 5
1: 2, the Jets take it. Nick Ehlers, the star of the game, a natural hat trick. He also had an assist. Here he is. Nick, you got to be real pleased with not only your effort in the hat trick, but the, the fact you guys got
10: that first one, that'll lose the first win. Uh, of course. Uh, we played well today. Um, we came out hard from. From the first period, um, played really well in the first. We're up two nothing. Um, came out hard in the second period. Uh, didn't play our game for five minutes, and and they scored. Um, and then we knew we had to get back to playing the way we did in the first, and we uh, we did that. Came back strong and and got the two points. So we're uh, really happy. How big was that timeout just to kind of settle things down and kind of reset? It was big. Um, but we all we all knew what we needed to do. Uh, we knew what we were capable of. We uh, we didn't do that the first two games, but uh, today we showed it. it. Feel good to score three goals, that, like real goals, scores type of goals. <laughs> when does not none does that not feel good. Um, I uh, yeah, play with two great players where uh, you know it's, it's backdoor tap-ins um, so um, it feels pretty good uh, we played well today, we played uh, simple and hard, played fast and uh, we're able to find those holes um, so we just gotta be able to, to find a way to keep that going Remember
5: the last time you
10: had a natural hat-trick, Nikolai, or no? Remember the last time you had three in a row? <laughs> no idea, to be honest <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Sure, could have had a couple more too. They were really setting me up. Yeah. First, uh, was it first shift? Wheels put one back door. I was coming down and didn't even hit the net. Uh, You know, that's not the way you want to start. But uh, ended pretty well. Um, They got a good goalie. Um, He's not uh, easy to score on, of course. So uh, it's nice to to be able to get five.
1: Sure. All right, Scott Johnson, welcome the Jets dressing room tonight. Ehlers, natural hat trick, 5-2. Jets win it. Can't remember his last natural hat trick. I'm sure you remember yours, though, Rob. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. Half what of did we yesterday. look up the other day? You had seven? Uh, Yes. Yeah, you had seven. I'm not in the sure. If seven hat tricks, not natural yeah, hat
6: tricks. I don't know if I had any natural ones or not. In
1: junior, you must
6: have. You guys I scored
1: like 16 goals a game.
6: I can't remember. <laughs> that was a long time ago.
1: Uh, Oilers lose 5-2. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have Alex standing by. Alex, you're going to finish the play when you're done, but we're going to give you an eight-day parking pass to Jetset U Park, brought to you by Jetset Parking. Park cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. Before we do that, what's on your mind? Awesome.
7: Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, by
3: the way. Same to you. Uh, my question is with Kayler Yamamoto uh when does playing on the fourth line in limited minutes uh stop being good experience for him uh, or does it ever uh and when should we send him down uh
1: well i i can only guess i suppose i i think he
6: might go down this week i guess it depends on how how hurt Kajula ca- is that's also true yeah but, I mean, okay. he, played, he played 12 minutes tonight. I mean, that's double what he played last game. Uh, he had some looks on, on the first and second lines at times in the third period. Uh, he, he looks like a young kid trying to find his way. I, I think that unless there is a serious injury, he will be going back to juniors soon, which is going to be fine for him. He'll go and he'll play world juniors. He'll, he'll have success with his junior team. He'll get bigger, get stronger. And he's had a taste of what it takes to play in the National Hockey League. I mean, he, he, he saw the exhibition in season and, and did well. It's a huge step up when you get into the regular season playing against all NHL players. And uh, he's learning. And these are an experience he's going to take back to his junior team if and when that happens. And it'll make him a better player in the long run.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a valid question. You know, when is... Limited ice time, not not even really helping, I, I, I guess. And, and I think sometimes we wondered that with Puglia Yarvi last year. He he was in the lineup most of the time, six minutes, seven yeah. minutes. Third but that period, was extended. Third period though. wouldn't play. Yeah, Yamamoto's not going to stick around. No. I, I mean, I, I still, f- I, I'm not really changing how I see the Yamamoto si- situation. To me, it's a no lose for the, for him and the Oilers yeah. if he's here and he gets more experience. Great, great. If he, you know, if he can't quite hack it yet, needs to learn some things. Okay, great. He gets a little list from Shirelli and McClellan. Let's let's try to grow this over the course of the year. If he if he was playing and had two goals in two games, then that then that would be great too.
6: Yeah, I, I think he deserved the the right to start the National Hockey League season here the way he played in the exhibition season, and he's got to do that. And now they'll take a look and say, all right, is he something that we're going to keep up here and play him? You know, twelve to fifteen minutes a night, or is, is he a guy that? Is going to be in and out of the lineup, playing six to eight minutes, and if that's the case, they will send him back to junior. And I, I, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen.
1: All right, Alex, we're going to do finish the play with you here. Here's the clue that I'm going to ask you a question about the play.
6: Winnipeg scored
5: shorthanded against Calgary on Saturday, but here a turnover created by McDavid drop pass one
1: timer off the post from Milan Lucic, and that glanced off the inside of the post. That was two minutes and ten seconds into the game. Lucic hits the post. Was that on the power play or at even strength? Uh,
3: I believe that
1: was on the power play. That is absolutely correct, Alex. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Have some extra turkey before you go to bed. Actually, that probably won't help you sleep. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, yeah, well, turkey makes you tired.
1: Well, I think it's because people are usually indulging in beverages, too, when they're having turkey. might make you tired. Well, I don't didn't know. Didn't they disprove that, that turkey makes you tired? They thought it did, and then it didn't? I Just like cholesterol used to be bad, but now some cholesterol's good? Yeah, but that's only in the National Enquirer. I don't read that paper, so. <laughs> the Bat Boy is loose again. That's all I see him <laughs> in the National Enquirer. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, Jets beat the Oilers 5-2 tonight. Nugent Hopkins did score a great goal for Edmonton. Here's the Nuge.
8: Paul, Ryan, just sort of take us through that one. A little bit of a roller coaster for you guys. You call your way back. What happened after that?
7: Um, well, I mean, we started off playing the right way, uh, getting a lot of chances, and they got a couple um, pretty quick, and um, I don't know if it deflated us, but um, maybe we didn't do things quite the right way that we needed to. Um, last year, I think we can uh, – last year we were, we were sticking with it, but we didn't change the way that we played. We just came a little bit harder when we were down. So we got to find that again, but, <clears throat> I mean, we're still a confident group in here. I mean, we know what we can accomplish, and um, we know how hard it's going to be now. I mean, these past few games have been dogfights, and we can, keep, uh, can be better. Um, just too many... High-quality scoring chances for them. I mean, we're, we're getting the chances right now. Um, we can't give up uh, as many as we ha- we have the past two nights. There seems to be uh, maybe a little bit of sloppiness that's maybe costing you guys. Is that is it there? That it's just kind of sloppy play and mistakes? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it just kind of comes down to playing the right way and being hard uh, on all aspects of the puck, and uh, that's stopping, and starting, coming back uh, as a forward, uh, third man. Uh, not giving them odd man rushes or not easy odd man rushes, and um, we did a really good job. That's why we were winning last year. I mean, started from uh, the back end up and from the goalie up last year, and um, we just got to remember that and uh, and play like we did like uh, at the end of the year. On your goal, can you take us
5: just through what's going through your mind when you kind of shut off two guys and get loose and you're one on one
7: there. Um. Well, I just had some speed, and I, I knew Nursey did, too, and looked like we kind of had a three-on-two, but um, the D-man opened up a little bit, so I thought if I could get some separation there in the middle, I'd have a chance, and I uh, just had to lift that guy's stick at the end and uh, get it up because I knew that the goalie would be kind of trying to poke it. Read that, side,
1: Ryan, Nugent Hopkins. All right, thanks a lot, Brendan Ulrich. Nugent Hopkins, second goal of the season, not enough. It tied the game briefly for the Oilers, then Ehlers scores three in a row. Jets take it. 780 496 0, 0, 6, We'll bring Justin on the open line. Justin, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead.
4: Uh, hey, I was wondering, do you think the Oilers might consider starting Rousseau either on um, Saturday or Tuesday if Talbot has some more shaky starts?
1: That's a good question. Um, I, 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 I would say probably not because I, I think – and Talbot was pretty hard on himself after the game. Um, but I, I think there were a lot of breakdowns tonight that I don't know if they look at any of the goals and say, "Oh, you had to stop that." I mean, he made he. he I know you got to you got to stop the tough ones, but he also made enough saves to to keep them in the game. And I think I think another thing, Justin, there's so long between games. I don't know if they would want to put Brassois in and then Talbot doesn't play till next Tuesday.
6: Yeah, that makes sense. I think Talbot will play on Saturday, and then, you know, each you can't really think two, two games in advance, three games in advance, because every game lets you know what you should do the following night or the following game. So they'll help, Talbot will play Saturday, and then the coaching staff will look at that body of work and decide who is in net, who plays on defense, who sits at it forward, based on the next game. But to me, Talbot will be the goalie for Saturday night.
1: I got the Mark Spector, our friend from Sportsnet, tweeted out this quote from Talbot. There are saves you've seen me make before that I expect to make and my teammates expect me to make. I have to give us a chance. Tonight I didn't do that again. Once the guys start to have confidence in me back there, then they'll start to have confidence playing in front of me. It starts from the net out. I have to be better. So, you know, Talbot uh, t- taking a lot on himself you know, again, we yeah. saw a lot of, and you know, you need your goalie to come up big, but uh, I mean, the Jets with over 40 shots and a lot of chances where it would have been a
6: spectacular save for him to stop. Cam Talbot wasn't as good as we've seen him throughout his Edmonton Oilers tenure. But there were a lot of guys in that dressing room that weren't as good as they needed to be. Yeah, tonight. That's, that's a good so, way to put it. So yeah. it, 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 that if, whenever a goaltender makes a mistake or isn't as good as he usually is, it's more noticeable than any other player. But if you go through the video and the coaching staff will, there's going to be very, very few players who the coaching staff is going to say, you know what? I like the effort and I like the uh, the the how well they took care of the details in tonight's game. There's very few players that are going to get a passing grade from Coach McClellan.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. Jets win at 5-2. We have more reaction from both locker rooms. More time for your calls. 780-496-0063. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Live from the Osmond Auctions, from the Auctions, Broadcast, Auctions Center. Broadcast Center.
0: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Live on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
1: So after a couple of tough outings, the Winnipeg Jets pull it together and knock off the Edmonton Oilers 5-2. Their head coach, Paul Maurice.
5: Coach, a lot of positives here tonight for your first win of the year. Uh, where do you want to start this thing?
9: Well, all the pieces. We got some real good goaltending. We had a number of our defensemen. Uh, difficult singling them out because they thought, they were all pretty good but Truba and Morrissey real dominant Mike Cooley's game and uh, up front Mickey scores the three but that's the most dominant uh, uh, Shifley and Wheeler have been Um, going both ways I mean that those are two periods in terms of all the things you want out of your leadership is the two best periods I think I've seen Mark Shifley play just driving the game smart and hard um Penalty kill settled out after the first one, some nerves, but they got it done and scored one to finish it off on the power play.
5: They combined for 10 points, but is the important play in their own zone just as, as big for well, them tonight? How they got how they
9: get the puck from our end to their end, you know, the it was simple. They cut the ones off. There was nothing there. They got pucks deep, made really good decisions, but they played hard. Schaaf's back check in the second period to the offside. Those are important things, really, from leadership point of view. I thought he was, I thought, Mark, that, that's as good a game as I've seen him play. What
11: was the message
3: during
9: the timeout? Well, just our, our last uh, two days, We it was an opportunity for us to handle it, and we did. You know, it wasn't, the result of it is Nikki scores a really big goal, but the two shifts are right, you know, just relaxed and simple and hard, um, something like that
1: something clear up from his injury during the first
9: of the day? Or why was he no, he just he never warmed up. Like So it came in in the morning skate, we tried to loosen it up and it didn't quite warm up and he came and so they come in for an hour before, we do a bunch of things to these injuries. If he doesn't feel right, we didn't put him on the ice. Cool. It's, it's day-to-day
5: lower body, yeah. You gave Brandon ten of uh, some extra ice here or at least moves him into the top nine. Yeah. What have you seen from him
9: lately? Just a whole lot of speed and uh, Lowry and Mathias can use it. He's been hard on pucks, made really good decisions and showed some hands, found a way to get a breakaway each game. So, and, and you know, he's a good penalty killer. When you play a team that, that has special players like Edmonton, you have to have two lines that can play against them. And They were just as important going out in the ice as, uh, as Mark's line. What kind of player would do well in the All the simple things. Uh, well and easy, settled into the game. He's just a smart, smart defenseman with the puck. You know, the two offenses on face-offs at the end of the game. He doesn't get them blocked. He rips them back on the strong side boards. He's just a smart man.
5: Is it a bonus that he's a little bit older? Some of the other guys in the room were saying he didn't really seem like a young rookie coming into yeah, this one. Yeah,
9: 24 years old. It's a big difference than an 18, 19-year-old coming in. He's physically mature. He can handle the play down low. It was a really good game for him, but that was very close to his training camp. How about your goalie tonight? Really made some good saves. What what I thought uh, for Connor that was so important, he looked calm when he didn't have control of the puck, but it was two or three feet around him. He he was square to it. I think he's just physically stronger than he was last year, and he's able to hold his body position in some of those scrums. And then he, he worked hard to find the pucks through traffic. They got an awful lot through traffic, especially in the first period. And he had his glove going, and he found them.
1: All right, that's Paul Maurice, and talking about the timeout he took after Nugent Hopkins tied at 2-2, the Oilers scored twice in 40 seconds to tie it, and then just over three minutes later, Ehlers scored, and then he scored a minute nine later on the way to his uh, hat trick. So uh, what what I found interesting there was not just the timeout itself, but he said a chance to talk about it, okay, We know we're going to face adversity at times. What are are we going to do about it? And the Jets reacted the right
6: way. They did. And they also could have stressed, and I'm sure they did on the bench, that, you know what, we're playing well. We had this minute blip where we're not... Or uh, things didn't go well for us but we had been playing well we were dominating this game we were getting the better of the chances just go out and do that and they did they came right out afterwards and did that so uh what a lot of times you call a timeout simply to stop the momentum the Oilers scored two goals the fans are into it the Oilers were going to send out their best players again and they wanted to keep on pushing so you just want to break up the momentum they did that and the Winnipeg Jets were better after the the timeout and and they eventually got the goal that they needed.
1: More time for your phone call, 780-496-0063. We have more post-game reaction as well. Oilers are 1-2 and two on the season after a 5-2 loss to the Jets. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime the Open Line. The employee pricing event at Leon's, Leon's is held over. Center.
9: It's your last chance to get employee prices on furniture, mattresses, and appliances. Ends Wednesday. Visit leons.ca for details.
0: This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chen. It's 11.05, Rob Brown here as well. We're inside Rogers Place. The Oilers have lost 5-2 to the Winnipeg Jets. Just some other scores here. I should update on the Advantage Trailer Rental scoreboard. Monday Night Football: The Vikings beat
6: the Bears twenty seventeen. Did you see that two point convert the Bears pulled off? That was one of the uh, one of the best I've ever seen, if not the best I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. Double. It was basically a reverse
1: off. within an option flip to the quarterback who went in and untouched who then, who again got the, that tied that, it, but the Vikings won't. that
6: game got exciting considering oh, it, it was, was three to two at halftime. That's, that's right. People were asking for refunds at halftime. <laughs>
1: Uh, baseball playoffs, the uh, Yankees stay alive, 7-3 over Cleveland, so it's 2-2 in the best of five. Houston eliminates Boston in game four, 5-4. Rob's Cubs win 2-1 at Wrigley to go up 2-1 in the best of five, and the Dodgers are leading Arizona 3-1. Are we into the eighth now? Or are we? I
6: think it's the seventh. I'm not sure. I thought it was the seventh.
1: Uh, Dodgers going for the sweep there. Well, they were good all year, then they had that big swoon. But they've clearly put some stuff back together. You are right. It is the eighth inning. Just the eighth just started. Okay, yep. perfect. We got that one on one of our, our TVs here. So the Oilers lose 5-2 uh, to the, the Jets tonight. What was interesting, too, about these the last two losses for, for the Oilers, Rob, both of them started fairly well. I mean, Russell scores a minute four or a minute eight into the game in Vancouver. You think, okay, that's great. Uh, I made a note here with 16:35 left in the first, so you were three and a half minutes into the game. The shots were seven nothing Edmonton. They had a power play, they did a goal post, and you think, okay, they're doing a lot of things well, but they, they weren't able to finish in the first period, and they fell behind two nothing.
6: Well, we, we've done a number of games now over the last number of years, and we've always seen the same story: when one team dominates a period and is not rewarded for it, the next period begins, and all of a sudden you're not as good; the other team is better. And the bounce goes the wrong way. So you gotta take advantage of your opportunities. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets who have not had a save all season long got them tonight. And Halibeck was the reason that the Winnipeg Jets survived the first period. And then from there they were the better team through the final forty minutes.
1: So it was Shifley and Kulakoff in the first period for Winnipeg, Dry and Nugent Hopkins in the second. Ealers, Ealers late in the second for the Jets, Ealers again. With just over a minute left in the third to put it away, that was a power play. He
6: he easily could have had six goals today. He's a good player. He is a good player. He's a smart player. He's crafty. Uh, He misfired on a one-timer about four or five minutes earlier. He had a breakaway in the second period. He almost had a hat-trick in in the second period alone. Uh, A number of good opportunities. And when you're going head-to-head with the best against best, which the Oilers did for a lot tonight, your best have got to be good defensively. And they weren't as good defensively as they have been in the past. And, and Ellers and his line mates made them pay. The
1: Jets last year outscored the Oilers. By, I mean, they were seventh in goals for, and they were, the Oilers were eighth. Uh, but they were a bottom five team in the league when it came to goals against. That continued for Winnipeg to start the season. They lose 7-2. They lose 6-3. And as we started we start talking about there before the news... You got to think that crept into them. I'm sure, their fans were thinking it. They're up two nothing, and the Oilers score uh, two goals in forty seconds. And I mean, they blew a three-one lead in Calgary. So, as Paul Maurice said, now it's about how we handle it. The other, I mean, you can't go in expecting a shutout. The other team's likely going to score no matter how good your goaltending is. So they handled it well tonight. Uh, how will they handle it over the course of the season? How, how will Hellebuck and Mason play? I mean, Hellebuck, you got to hand it to him tonight. That that could really be their season because they have guys who can shoot the puck. Uh, they should have a good power play. So. For for them to make the playoffs, they're they're in kind of the situation the Oilers were in, and and you know may continue to be in. You got to keep the goals against down. That that's probably going to be six months from now, whether or not Winnipeg's a playoff team. That's what we'll be talking about.
6: Well, yeah, and, the, and interesting for them too is the goaltending situation. They brought Mason, and he was the big free agent signing for them to come in and solidify their goaltending. And he's been awful in the first two games. And they got Halibut, who the reason they had to bring Mason in is because he hasn't been good enough. And, and Mason has struggled, and, and Halibut comes in. I'm sure he'll play the next game for the Winnipeg Jets, and they'll ride him for a little while. It's kind of like what we saw in Calgary last year where Elliott was the guy that was supposed to be the goalie, and he struggled. And then it was at Johnson. He came in and kept the Calgary Flames season alive until Elliott Elliot got to where he needed to be. So we'll see if that's what happens here in Winnipeg as well.
1: Just uh, seeing some highlights here. So the Flames finally won in Anaheim, and Mike Smith got the shutout. It was 2 nothing, so Kachuk was going to get the puck at the end of the game, and Bieksa took it and skated away and wouldn't let the Flames have it.
6: I've always thought that was dumb. I know uh, Maroon, Maroon does
1: it as well. He's done it before, he too. He took the puck away from Anaheim right
6: after he got traded. Yeah, he? I mean, to me, I, I, it's it, this guy's going to get a, a shutout. It's his puck. What am I going to do with the puck? He, BX is going to win the dress, and He's going to throw it in the stands. So uh, what happens in the game, you can do all the game you want during the game. The game's over. You know what? Let him have his puck. It's his shutout. Score goals on it. If you didn't want him to pick up the shutout puck, score <laughs> a goal on it. That's
1: a good point. Just win the game, and you won't have that problem. Uh, it's 11-10. Oilers fall 5-2 to the Jets. Here is Edmonton defenseman Adam Larson.
8: Well, Adam, just sort of uh, take us through that game. Um, you guys get down early, but you claw your way back. But what sort of happened after that? Well, they, they scored, and then I, we kind of got on our heels a little bit. And so tough outcome i I thought we had the momentum but you know they came back and it's just a tough one some of the stuff in the d zone i mean you guys showed against calgary how good you guys can be defensively um but maybe a little sloppiness tonight it's a couple of breakdowns i wouldn't i wouldn't say it was sloppy you know our our team works extremely hard but we have to work smart. That's that's the bottom line. Uh, tonight, it was just we can do a better job of that. You know, it's tough one.
2: Everybody knows that this is a better team than you've shown so far. Is this
5: kind of a, a good lesson to learn early in the season? It's, it's going to be. Perhaps harder than it was last
3: year.
5: <laughs> I don't
8: really think they gave us a lesson. I think we gave ourselves a lesson today. Um, I think this this group knows we can be so much better than this. So it's
5: uh,
8: it's just uh, it's just one of those nice It's a tough outcome, but it's uh, it's too early to hit the panic button. So we just have to come back and get back to work here. It's only been a couple of games, but can you guys sense that other teams are are uh, up for you guys, playing you guys harder than? Yeah, of course. We s- see a lot of starting goalies, a lot of a lot of good lineups. But I mean, obviously, we maybe last year we took a couple teams with surprise, but mm-hmm. when we went that far, we we're not a surprising team anymore. We're they know what they're getting when they come in here, so they're they're well prepared, and we have to have to match match that, and match that even harder. So, no read that, Adam Larson.
1: All right, Adam Larson in the Oilers' dressing room tonight, saying that they they have to work smarter. I certainly would agree with that. He, he, he said he didn't think it was that sloppy. Yeah, I don't know. I might. There, there were some there were some pretty <laughs> there were some pretty sloppy moments. I I mean I. I like you said, they're they're not going to panic, and I mean that's the thing, Rob. The the players have an effect on it. Uh, so I mean, sometimes fans might panic or get upset, and that's the the joy of being a fan is that you you ride the emotions up and down. But I mean, you've been there. The the players, it's their profession. They come in the next day. It's like okay, okay, boss, what's on my to do list today? It's different than people going going to an office. But I, I think it'll there'll be some pretty. Uh, prominent details that'll be outlined by the coaching staff to to work on on Wednesday.
6: If this was a team that hadn't had success and and this was in their decade of darkness where they'd gone 10 years and the year before was a year that they failed to make the playoffs and you'd probably be worried but this is a team that was very successful last year uh, that learned how to play both ends of the rink something that they hadn't done in a long, long time so because of that they know what they're doing wrong they know how it can be corrected. And, and, and it's all about details. And as, and I like the, the line that Todd McClellan said the best was, the guys have forgotten how hard it is to win in this league. And I think the last couple of games shows them that, uh, you know, you, you think you're given your best effort. Well, we'll show you a video that shows you're not. Mm-hmm. And we'll show you a video of last year of what you did differently. And when video is a, a, a great teaching tool. Because you can't hide. used to be when there was no video, you'd be, hey, I had my man. wasn't me. And, and you couldn't prove him wrong. But now, uh, everything. there's an ISO cam on every single player. So every shift, that camera will stay on you. And they can show you where you're going wrong, where the details are becoming blurry for you. And now, the best part for the Oilers, especially for the coaching staff, is they've got a break until Saturday, so they can have some real practice time, some real video time to get these things corrected, and that's something that uh, is a blessing for the Edmonton Oilers right now.
1: One of the stars of the games tonight, probably the second-best jet after Nikolai Ehlers, the goaltender, Connor Hellebuck.
5: Connor, your first start, your first win—a busy opening period for you. Could this game have worked out any better for you?
11: It's hard to say. You know what? Um, a win's a win, and I'm really proud of the guys in front of me. I like think everyone here really dug in and dug deep and really
5: uh, pulled out a team win tonight. From your standpoint, what did you like? What did you see from the crease that made you think this is going to be a good night? Uh, well, you know, I've seen a lot of pucks,
11: and that means the guys in front of me are doing the right things, so keeping them to the outside, and um, a lot of good blocks and. So many good back checks. I could just, you know, a few like wheels, Mizey, J-Mo had a nice. Shice had one. J-Mo had a nice block in the third. Um, I could go on all day. I think the whole team really uh, bared down on this one and each chipped in.
5: How big was spread that storm early, Connor, that, that early power play where they really fired a lot of bucks
11: at you? Yeah, you know what? I think that's what goals are here for. Um, it's early in the year and we're finding our groove on our PK. And, I don't know, one save leads to another and now everyone's buzzing. And then look what we did at the end there. We pretty much shut them down. So I think uh, it's a team game and you know, the PK played really well tonight and blocked a lot of shots.
5: Bar- Bar-
11: very confident and mobile uh, effort by you. Yeah, yeah I, I felt good about my game, but you know, the guys in front of me made it easy. Um, I was able to kind of visualize the, where the puck's going and get myself in the right spots and the guys are keeping them outside so it wasn't too hard.
5: Connor, they make it 2-2, just a thought, kind of what's going through your mind at that point when they get a couple of quick ones like that. You know, I think it was a great time
11: to use their timeout. Um, it was perfect. Um, this is a hard building and um, you know, that really kind of calmed them down and calmed us down because, uh, you know, we're a team and we're early here, and when we're able to calm down and go back to playing our game, I think that's, uh, that's what the difference
5: was. Congratulations.
1: All right, Scott Johnson working the Jets dressing room. Connor Halibut is the winning goaltender. Cam Talbot takes the loss. The Oilers are now 1-2 and two on the season as the Jets score a 5-2 victory here at Rogers Place. So our next Oilers broadcast is going to be Saturday night and part of another doubleheader here on 6.30, Ched, Here's what's going to happen on Saturday. Countdown to kickoff at 3.30. Eskimos and Argos at 5 as soon as the Eskimos game ends we'll come to Rogers' place for the Senators and the Oilers and then we'll have overtime open line after that game. That is going to be a fun one. Bob Stauffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow I'll have inside sports from 6 to 7.30 and then the Eskimos coaches show with Jason Moss and Morley Scott from 7.30 to 8. The Eskimos back in the win column. They won 42-24 in Montreal. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy. He's our studio producer, our engineer here at Rogers Place is Troy Bowler. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. From the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre, Jets take down the Oilers 5-2. Have a great night.